All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. My name is Anthony Diaz and I'm with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for Web3 and the intersection of Web3 and life. Uh, sometimes that relates to health. Uh, I am also the founder and CEO of Health Hero. We are a Web3 health platform. But what's most important is my guest that I have on the show today. It's Elijah Levine. And Elijah is with Black Mountain Investment Group. And he has a really interesting background, a, a broad spectrum of things he's done across Web2, Web3. But I'm not going to steal a thunder. I just wanted to toss the mic to him and uh, have him introduce himself. But Elijah, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate it. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Anthony. I'm very excited to be here today and to be speaking with you. Uh, I've been very inspired by the story that you've had and everything that you guys are building over at your company. And I think it aligns very well with what we're building at Black Mountain. Uh, just to give some background on myself, I was born and raised in Park City, Utah, Grew up very passionate about healthy lifestyle, sports, uh, nutritional food, and overall well-being, both mentally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, got involved with mental health advocacy and substance abuse awareness at a young age due to some pretty unfortunate stuff that happened in my community, uh, particularly with some of my brother's friends. And so these issues have been very important to me, and it's absolutely inspiring seeing builders in the Web3 space tackling these problems head on and getting a head start at solving them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, and it's it's uh, really refreshing to hear that you focused on that from just going through personal experiences. And, you know, as you know, we live in a day and age where uh, mental health, substance abuse, and health problems are all interrelated, um, whether it's Web 2, Web 3. It is, um, it, it's, a, it's a really exciting to be alive. It's an exciting time to be alive where we can put some of these things to solve some of these problems. So we'd love to, for maybe for you to ex, uh, expand upon it a little bit, but you know, um, we always love to hear origin stories, and you kind of just gave me a glimpse of your origin story. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you're working on today, what you're passionate about. It doesn't have to necessarily relate to to some of these initiatives or health, but um, a lot of people, uh, you know, I know who, who Black Mountain, you know, Investment Group is, uh, but maybe it would be great to talk about what Black Mountain does. What are you interested in in in, in the world out there? Yeah, I just love to hear kind of what the present right now. So 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I'll lead into the present by, uh, you know, coloring in that background a little bit more. Um, because, you know, without my very fortunate uh, experiences that I've had along the way, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so, uh, like I said, grew up in Park City, Utah. After graduating from Park City High, I attended the Wharton School of Business undergrad program. Uh, after my freshman year there, I became very interested in the intersection of real estate and technology and kind of just the intersection of finance and technology in general. Um, and so my freshman summer, I went and worked for uh, Sotheby's International Realty in Park City, Utah, consulting five of the top realtors on basically upgrading their systems using technology and helped increase their sales and pending volume by over $20 million in just three months, basically just by... Uh, updating a lot of their tech that they were using, including, you know, using Salesforce CRMs and other sorts of CRMs and data platforms, automations, website content creation, drip campaigns, stuff like that. So, you know, really traditional Web2 stuff that just, you know, busy uh, independent workers might not necessarily be utilizing. Uh, returning to war in my sophomore year, I kind of continued down uh, that path of, you know, finance and technology. Uh, but this was when COVID happened. And so it kind of threw, you know, everyone's world upside down. And uh, I basically went from wanting to be in New York or SF or LA or Miami, some big city um, that was unfamiliar with me to wanting to be back in Utah, kind of closer to the family. And this actually lined up with a 
remarkably fortunate situation to uh, and, and opportunity to work at Bridge Investment Group uh, directly under the CEO there. And at the time I joined, this was about a $25 billion AUM company. And so, you know, reporting directly to the CEO was a position that people, you know, spend their whole careers uh, working for and, you know, can only really dream about, which is exactly the position I was in. Uh, I have no idea why this guy just chose to bring me under his wing, but I got incredibly lucky and I can't even begin to express, express my gratitude to him and the other people at Bridge uh, because this really gave me an early exposure to the remarkable world of private equity and growing quickly in the space. Uh, so while I was there, I helped start five different funds that have collectively raised billions in equity, helped them go public, helped with day-to-day -day operations, some large-scale tech integrations, um, as well as kind of the M&A and different sort of business strategy stuff. So got some really remarkable experience, and this actually resulted in me taking some time off from Penn, you know, while it was all yeah. online, didn't really want to pay uh, for being in an online environment and not really getting that face-to-face -face interaction, not only with the students, but the faculty and professors. And so, um, you know, was once again, very lucky to get that position uh, at Bridge full-time and, and stay on with the company. Um, and then I actually moved into a quote-unquote incubator house in Salt Lake uh, with one of my friends from a charter school I went to um, for fifth grade back in the day. Nice. That my dad was on the board of. And ironically, this charter school had a large focus also on mental, physical health. You know, we had PE basically half, if not the whole day, Friday, every week, and big emphasis on hiking, skiing, sledding, getting out in the, uh, you know, great outdoors and being part of nature. So wonderful experience was a little unorthodox <laughs> compared to, uh, you know, most of America. But, you know, once again, very grateful for that, um, partially because it, you know, was where I met Justin, who I ended up moving in with. And then Kyle, my current business partner in Black Mountain, uh, lived at this house as well. And so after kind of like interviewing, I guess, with Justin and, and passing the test with Kyle, you know, I, I moved in there, was really excited about this place. I basically had a you know, a couple other options, but this one just blew all those other ones out of the water. And I was incredibly excited about it because these guys were also very, you know, hungry, passionate entrepreneurs working on some really cool stuff. And just being in that environment felt like a great opportunity to, you know, learn a lot of things, set myself apart and grow in, as an individual, uh, along with that opportunity at Bridge. And so after about a year working at Bridge and, uh, you know, working directly under the CEO, Kyle and I decided to partner up to do Black Mountain Investment Group. Mm -hmm. yeah, this starts with, and I, apologies for this long-winded backstory, but uh, I, I feel like it's important to really, uh, you know, give a good context to where we are now, uh, because when I met Kyle, he was running this trading community called Easy Loot, which he basically built entirely by himself, great SEO, great website, and over a thousand community members that looked at him uh, for what trades to do, what investments to do, and he never asked them for a penny in return. Basically... Yeah made his members millions of dollars for absolutely free. And many of them weren't even thanking him. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, Kyle, it's really cool what you're doing, but have you ever thought about monetizing or even managing money? And he was like, you know, I haven't, but it's actually a really good idea. And by, you know, my experience at Bridge, I realized how this could really become a way to multiply your wealth in a 
meaningful way. And so he was uh, intrigued by the idea. And, you know, I was obviously impressed with his experience, not only with building companies, but also investing. I mean, he got into Bitcoin in 2013, Ethereum in 2017. So uh, a real, you know, absolute genius in terms of evaluating potential investment opportunities and then actually following through with them. Um, and so, you know, it really was a match made in heaven in terms of my traditional finance and private equity experience at Bridge and Kyle's experience uh, kind of just as a solo entrepreneur uh, in the crypto space and the technology space. And so we partnered up and uh, created Black Mountain, which is an investment manager. We basically work to help people start, operate and grow their companies or funds. We are particularly interested in innovative assets, companies, ideas. Uh, very similar to yours, Anthony. And uh, we have an investment vehicle called the Jupiter Fund, which is basically um, what we, it's a hedge fund, emerging tech hedge fund. Kyle runs that and I run Black Mountain. And the Jupiter Fund is kind of the investment arm of Black Mountain that fuels a lot of our endeavors. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And I love talking to Kyle as well. And and it's it, it's a great blend kind of uh uh, complement, you know, your quant background and in kind of analyzing, you know, traditional markets. And then you bring kind of like the crypto cycles and experience from Kyle. And I can imagine you just feed off of each other. You're making well-informed decisions. It's really exciting to hear about, um, you know, what you're doing, the Jupiter Fund as well. I'm kind of curious, Elijah, like you probably see a lot of different companies and you obviously, you and Kyle, and you specifically, you know, from what I what I know and understand, you know, you have this deep ethos to kind of make a social impact and you have those sensitivities. Um, yeah, but also at the same time, you have the notions of real estate changing, right? There's a lot going on in prop tech right now. There's a lot going on with acetizing uh, certain things from carbon credits to real estate to healthcare and things like that. But tell me a little bit about uh, what themes you have are, are you excited about um, and then where, where you see Web3 going in the future. Obviously, we're in a bear market right now. Next bull market is probably going to have some different attributes and you're starting to see some of those attributes probably start to resurrect and probably can can compound into new new attributes that we even thought about nine months from now but tell me about what you're excited about the future whether it's web3 or, or related or not just in just in the market in general what do you want to what do you want to see happen and what do you want your your investments to be put to work to 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 make what impact yeah absolutely what a what a wonderful question anthony i think that uh, in bear markets, you know, it's actually kind of the most fun and exciting time to be around to be yeah. building and interacting with people because, you know, obviously bull markets are exciting, people are making money, but there's also, you know, just so much speculation and for lack of a better term, so many posers and, and people yes. that you know, might have might have just been there for the last couple of months and made some money and now think they're, you know, the hotshot and <laughs> the know-it-all and that, you know, their word and their ideas are kind of the end-all be-all. And that's really not the case. And I think now that the market's kind of receded a bit, it actually weeds out a lot of those people and gives way to the real uh, builders and entrepreneurs and innovators that are here to make a difference in the world, which is exactly what we're trying to do at Black Mountain and with the Jupiter Fund. You know, we like you said, see countless deals, quite literally hundreds every week across emerging technology, blockchain, Web3. Um, even we, we also look at quite a bit of real estate because we plan to get into that in the near future. Although, you know, the bear market's really just starting for real estate. It definitely yeah. is quite apparent yeah. in speculative assets, but the early signs are, are quite literally just beginning in the world of real estate. And so, um, you know, excited for all the opportunities that are to come there. But I think, you know, it's important to be patient as those uh, opportunities set themselves up. Um, in terms of our investment thesis, so like I said, we're, you know, seeing so many deals, but we're not necessarily concerned about hitting every single play out there because uh, obviously, you know, we see 
like I said, hundreds of deals every week. So that's over 500 every month. And then we might invest in one to two every quarter, right. um, especially the early stage ones. So we're very selective. And that's because we might not be trying to hit every single 100x play because you know a lot of those that we see might be that but also that we're aligned with creating a better future because that's really core to our company's mission and values is investing in things that actually have a positive impact on society and the people around them mm -hmm. um, and not you know working to take advantage of them and actually bring their bring more transparency and control to their life and that's one thing i'm very excited about with web3 is kind of putting you know monetization control of your data and, you know, a transparent community into the hands of the people. Whereas in the past, that's been heavily gatekeeped by people like Mark Zuckerberg and, you know, uh, other create, like even ByteDance, you know, like the people, the creators of these social networks that have just had a really closed off opaque environment where creators and consumers have no idea what's going on behind the scenes in terms of you know, navigating the algorithms that feed them the content that they inhale every day. Um, and so, you know, you're seeing some really interesting stuff being done in Web3 and even in Web2 with Elon, you know, kind of giving control over your algorithm on Twitter. I think that's right. absolutely revolutionary. And that's a step in the right direction for kind of the big trends where I see Web3 going in terms of giving more power and control and transparency back to not only the creators, but also to the consumers, because right. I think it widespread um, Americans in specific, but also people all over the world, they're starting to wake up and they're starting to realize like, hey, <clears throat> all these companies treat us like we're so dumb. And that's really not the case. And I think that consumers are really starting to wake up to that fact and they are demanding you know to be treated with more respect and like they're not idiots because frankly they aren't and treating them like so is not going to do anything but piss them off and that's what you know the companies before us have done and that was kind of the regime of web 2 and so i'd say that's one of the most if not the thing i'm most excited for in web 3 is uh you know just democratization in general you know not to say that everything needs to be or should be decentralized. And we actually have a pretty in-depth article on our website about that, blackmountainig.com slash insights, uh, called Does Total Decentralization Exist? And we kind of argue that it doesn't. In fact, that like the form of local governments is a, a stronger form of decentralization than most blockchain projects. But right. I do think in general that, you know, transparency and outsourcing decision-making to the masses um, for certain things can have really, really widespread benefits. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. I'm right there with, with you. You know, I, I one, one thing I'd add to that. Yeah, it's almost like we just got to be careful. And I did see that article on your website. Yeah, we got to be careful to make sure um, there's not an attempt. You know, you're seeing some attempts to centralize the decentralization, right? And that's the biggest danger is that people don't, don't realize, realize about some of those things. But um, no, it's really exciting. I really appreciate what you guys are doing as a fund, as a group, uh, your approach. And it is all about making impact. And that's a blessing to hear. Uh, Elijah, I guess as we as we end off here, one one thing I always love to do, and I'd love to have you back on the show. Maybe we have Kyle, back, Kyle on next time as well. But um, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, a day in the life. Uh, I think you gave me a clue of your day in the life, but from a health and wellness standpoint, what do you do typically um, to stay healthy? Like what's your ideal regimen, right? You know, when you have time, um, is it going for hikes? Like, do you, are you, are you vegan, vegetarian? What do you do for spirituality? Do you meditate? Like, what do you do to stay healthy? What did, tell me uh, like your, your ideal, ideal uh, set of regimen to stay optimal and healthy. Definitely. Yeah, I'd say kind of in the summer is the easiest time because 
Uh, one of the main things, if not the the main thing on my list is getting sunlight. I think, you know, a lot yeah. of people neglect sunlight or, you know, are scared of getting sunburn or skin cancer, which ironically kind of only started coming about after sunscreen was invented. Sunscreen, yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I'm under the yeah. impression that natural sunlight is something that has fueled, you know, um, our bodies for centuries, uh, if not, you know, thousands and thousands of years and that our ancestors thrived off. And I personally just feel the benefits, you know, sitting out in the sun for 30 minutes, an hour can really, you know, boost your energy levels, uh, enhance your clarity of mind, as well as, you know, just give you that overall uh, sense of well-being. Yeah. Um, so additionally, you know, I take I take supplements regularly, like lion's mane, cordyceps. Uh, those are two naturally occurring mushrooms. You can get them on Amazon or at Whole Foods, you know, kind of any local um, health shop, and, uh, grocery store even. Um, I, I also try to work out, you know, every day, even if it's just for 30 minutes, an hour, get the blood pumping, get the heart rate up, um, as well as surrounding yourself with good people, good energy. Um, I've been going to church more often, which I found very rewarding and enlightening, you know, trying to read more, uh, stimulate the mind and really just follow what you're passionate about and follow your interest rather than pushing them away. You know, if you find something that uh, is giving you a state of flow and that you're really enjoying and you're kind of losing yourself in uh, actually leaning into that more rather than running away from it. And so I think it's in general, just important to, you know, focus on things that make you feel good because you know yourself better than anyone else, uh, despite what the media will tell you or what other people around you will tell you. Nice, nice. Elijah, I love it. Yeah, no, it, it does. It's refreshing to hear that as well. I share some of those habits uh, as well with yourself. And um, no, it's, it's exciting to hear. And you're bringing that level of consciousness, obviously, into your, your approach and deal flow when you combine that level of discernment, um, you know, mindfully and, and spiritually and from a quantitative background, that's, that's a great combination, exciting to see, especially as you guys are, you know, deploying uh, capital to the next generation of things that are impacting society. Um, but Elijah, I want to be sensitive to your time. These are great. These are kind of like micro podcasts that we do. And what's most important is, you know, our listeners that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of Web3 uh, people in the Web3 space are listeners, healthcare we got to hear your origin story. We got to hear what you're passionate about. We got to hear your why and uh, your thesis of, of, of the future and how you're supporting that future, which is uh, you were blessed to be in that pos uh, position. So um, Elijah, my, my very last question, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way to do so? Definitely. Yeah. Um, DMs on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, always open. Uh, my Twitter is Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E. El42. My Instagram is Elijah underscore Levine. Uh, LinkedIn Elijah Levine, and my email is Elijah at blackmountainig.com. And I would just conclude by saying, you know, I, I look forward to talking more in the future and expanding on my why because I'd say we really just uh, got to scratching the surface about, you know, why I'm doing this, why I'm excited about the future and uh, being part of building it. So once again, thank you so much for having me, Anthony. Yeah. This was incredible. Absolutely. No, same here, Elijah. That's great. We'll also link to your, your, uh, your blog from Black Mountain as well. And that, that article that we talked about earlier, but uh, this was great. Really appreciate it, Elijah. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Look forward to continuing Thanks. the dialogue. Thank you. Thanks.